Yeti or Not is improvised in front of a live virtual audience on oozbear.com and supplemented with soundtrack and sound effects in post-production. Be at peace. You are now entering limbo, home of the wandering souls. You are experiencing unwavering complacency now. You'll soon be locked into your limbo chair and subjected to an intro session for what you can expect from your eternal time here. If your brain wants to skip to the improv portion of this informational piece, at the 13 minute and 35 second mark, you must fight the urge, as there is no escape. All information is valuable in limbo, just like you. Enjoy the info session, and rest easy knowing you are safe. Yeah, no, I'm good. No, levels look good. Yeah, I'm all yeti to go. Let's get this thing rocking and rolling. Let's check with the audience. Are you Yeti or not? Are you Yeti or not? Are you Yeti or not now? Are you Yeti or not? Are you Yeti or not now? For some comedy freestyle. For some comedy freestyle. Are you Yeti or not? For some comedy freestyle. Welcome to the Emphysema Clinic high atop Yeti Mountain. My name is Brendan Davis. I'll be your host for tonight's show, as I am with every other show. Uh, I'm here with a great group of friends. We do this little thing called Yeti or Not. It is an improvised uh, discussion analysis podcast. Uh, from a question that we gain off of social media, we have a wonderful show today, an exciting question posed by a wonderful person. But first, I would like to introduce the rest of the cast before we get to that uh, insane part of the show. First, let's talk to the Yeti that has smoked more unfiltered cools than any Yeti ever. It's Eric Holmes. Eric, how are you? Hi. I'm I'm good. Wow, your voice is sounding good after all that abuse. Yeah, it really it evens me out. <laughs> That's fantastic. All the nicotine, huh? Mm-hmm. Really gives you a calm, calm head. And throat. And throat. It's, yeah. Good. I've oft heard the comparison of Hall's lozenges and a pack of cigarettes. They do the same thing. I, I, yeah, have you ever smoked a Hall's lozenge? <laughs> yeah, I sure have. <laughs> <laughs> Best buzz of your life right there. Uh, next, we have the cigar-smoking champion high atop Yeti Mountain. She has smoked enough cigars to make Fidel Castro turn in his little grave. It's Colette Lindemann. Colette, how are you? Smoking, baby. Smoking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you ever had a cigar, Colette? Mm-hmm. I absolutely have. I love them. Do you really? That's amazing. See, I do. I, I like a person that can sit back and enjoy a nice cigar, even though I don't advise doing it all the time. Uh, what's your favorite cigar ever? Uh, I do not have a specific fav- favorite, but I do like my cigar flavors to be complex and dark. Ooh, just like your like men, men, which leads me to That's the right. next. Yeah, <laughs> leads me to the next yet or not cast member. The man and Yeti that has put enough cans of wintergreen, what did we call it, dip, chew, whatever. It's chew and tobacco. 
What uh, is that dip? What is that? What is that fun dip? <laughs> uh, it's Kurt Lindemann. Kurt Lindemann, how are you today? I'm fine. I'm I'm fine. I think everyone that has ever seen you in person can attest to the fact that you are fine indeed. Uh, how's how are your gums? Uh they're good. They're good. Uh, uh very very few holes in them. Um, I'm, Wonderful. I'm, yeah, down to my my minimum uh, on my absences. Well, what do your teeth live in? Um, a jar by the side of my bed. No, I'm not <laughs> you are that just... old. Come on. Well, you said your gum didn't have many holes. It made me worry a little bit. I thought all your teeth had maybe like melded into them. I don't know. <clears throat> all right. Last but not least, the final. The coolest, the greatest. Uh, that's a lot of pressure on everybody else, but <laughs> she's, she's quite a wonderful person and, and the best Yeti ever. Uh, I, I don't, Better I than can't me, think I of guess. Any other... <laughs> Her O-blowing, she smokes enough hookah to make uh, everyone, every hipster that's ever been to a hookah bar rue the day they ever stepped into it. It's Claire Jane blowing O's. Claire, how are those O's looking? Oh, you know, best ever. So, on a real note, <laughs> does anybody in this cast even smoke nicotine? No. no. I didn't think so. Mm. I didn't think so. The, the occasional cigar. Oh, yeah. ah, uh, let's jump into the discussion analysis portion. Thank you all mm -hmm. for bearing with me throughout those intros. You're all wonderful. You're all the greatest. I didn't pit one against each other. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, the question posed on social media, uh, the prompt was what question would you anonymously ask a fun slash strange neighbor? And we had a plethora of amazing answers, but the one that I wanted to focus on today was from Amanda Scarborough in Georgia. Ooh. Yes, not from <laughs> Cincinnati. We're moving outside of the area. Uh, we're getting mail? We're getting mail. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> via the internet, which is called email. Uh, no, she asks, uh, drumroll please. Amanda Scarborough's question is, why is it that you pretend to drag race your car down the street at 4.30 a.m. every morning? So let's, let's mm. answer this question if we can uh, by telling some stories of what we used to do at nefarious times of the night. Does anyone have an interesting 4.30 a.m. story? 4.30. Oh, I got a 4.15 story. All right. Lay it on me. That's not the criteria, <laughs> I, I don't know if that qualifies, Eric. No. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't have anything. Oh. I've got to be honest. I, I had I all your attention. I didn't know there was oh. such a thing as 4.30 a.m. No way. Well, Cat, uh, uh, my my partner currently has to wake up at three forty-five in the morning to. Jeez. Yeah, she's a fitness instructor, and she has to wake up at three forty-five. And guess who goes to sleep around then? <laughs> yeah. She also goes to sleep right then. Yeah, I'm telling you, she gets yeah, about a minute of sleep, Eric. Yeah. She... <laughs> Have wow. you seen Lord of the Rings where Gandalf sleeps with his eyes open? She's just in a constant state of sleep. It's pretty great. <laughs> just, she's just sleepwalking. Uh, well, I have a fun car story 
that took place around four in the morning. Um, me and my friends, there was this route out in Colerain, Ohio. I used to live in Fairfield, Ohio, and we used to hop in my friend's minivan late at night uh, because we were bored. He had just gotten his driver's license. He was 17. I was 16. Uh, I we mean, were bored. If that's a car that can race, it's a minivan. <laughs> it's a minivan. <laughs> we would take his minivan out to this route in Colerain just because it was back roads. It was cool. Uh, it was late at night. We felt rebellious. That's literally all we did. We just took it out. And uh, one night... It was, it was like late winter, I believe. Uh, the air was crisp and cool. It did not feel freezing outside. So we were like, we're safe. It's not going to snow or anything. Uh, that's what we call in the business of storytelling. Foreshadowing, because about 30 minutes into that drive, we're up on this hill, and it starts blizzarding. It doesn't just start snowing. It's like hailing and throwing baseball-sized snowflakes at the ground, and it's accumulating, it's growing, it's growing, and we're up this giant, like, 30-degree incline of a hill, and his minivan, it did not have the best tires for this sort of weather. So, unfortunately, we're scrounging up the hill, and he had to put it into, uh, he had one of those manual automatics like where you could turn it into a gear and he had to go oh hell yeah yeah and he he yelled and i swear to you i've never seen this particular friend look as excited as he was when he looked to me and said chainsaw mode baby and then he redlined the minivan in first gear up this 30 degree incline Somehow we made it, but his car uh, broke down a week later because the engine <laughs> blew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was it was like three thirty in the morning, so we couldn't call his parents. We couldn't call. I, I mean, I couldn't call my parents. That's for damn sure. Uh, it was it was an interesting night. It just makes you think: Why the hell do teenagers do the stuff they do? Oh yeah, I mean, I had a Dukes of Hazard moment in my car. Well, first of all. I drove a 1975 Plymouth Grand Fury station wagon. <laughs> this thing could seat el- it could seat 11 people comfortably. <laughs> I grew up in the middle wow. of nowhere, so I was driving down these country roads like fast as can be, like way, way, way too fast. And I went over this hill that had a uh, it had a stop sign right at the bottom of the hill. But the thing is, I was going so fast that I dukes hazarded myself flew right off of this hill over the stop sign and landed like right in the middle of this uh, this crossroad <laughs> fortunately there was no other traffic but i landed in this middle of this crossroad and just skidded my way like right off into a field it, i mean it was the most badass thing that i've ever done and also the most terrifying thing that i've ever done yeah. <laughs> were you so you were at the crossroads which way did you go <laughs> okay. yeah. cornfield well i did i did not go the way that made me into a badass blues guitar player unfortunately oh what a shame uh once i've only like gone airborne in a car once and it was the same friend and this time he had a pontiac sunfire <laughs> and we were leaving soccer practice and uh he was like hey dude check this out because that's what all people from fairfield sound like he did a j turn which is just a sharp reverse where you just hit hit the the turn as fast as you can and we went up on two wheels and <laughs> 
it was it was pretty terrifying because the car could have easily flipped, but instead he looked at me and said, "That's a perfect J turn." <laughs> J turn, baby. You just witnessed a perfect J turn. I don't have any um, cool stories I think, like that. I think uh, Claire, Kurt, and I are just safe drivers. You know? <laughs> well, progressive you rewards know. you. I don't know if you watch TV, but Progressive will reward you if you haven't already switched oh. your, your auto insurance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I had a Dodge Omni that you put the metal or the pedal all the way, all the way down. Yeah. To and the it metal. Was, <laughs> you'd be entered. To the metal. Pedal to the metal. Thank you. I skipped the first part. On the highway. So it was kind of dangerous because it would only go like. It would take like ten minutes to pick up speed, so I'd be going like thirty-five on <laughs> sweating bullets, like ah. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty wild of me. That um, is pretty nuts. You're a lampshade. I also bought it from the nuns because my nun. <laughs> My aunt is a nun, and she hooked it up for me. (laughs) I bought it from the nuns. Real quick, let's talk about sponsors. We are obviously sponsored by oozebear.com, double O-Z-E-B-E-A-R.com. Please visit that. It's your home for audio improv. You can host a podcast on there. You can meet with improvisers all around the world, as long as you have a microphone and some headphones. Now let's talk about Patreon, improvcincinnati.com slash Patreon. If you sign up for select tiers, you'll get perks that would appease any improviser in the world. There are so many tiers to choose from with a lot of awesome perks. Please help support local theaters. In addition, you can check out Mazel Tov Cocktail Collective on YouTube, a sketch comedy collective based in Savannah, Georgia. They're also sponsoring today's podcast. Please check them out. They're releasing two sketches a month in 2021. Wow, pretty impressive. They already have two out that are worth checking out. Please check out oozbear.com, Improv Cincinnati's Patreon, and Mazel Tov Cocktail Collective on YouTube. Uh, we cut to uh, two crash test dummies waiting in line at a uh, automobile testing factory. Uh, they're waiting in line, and uh, one of them is up next. Hey, Frank. Looks like uh, yeah. we're getting pretty close. Yeah, Carlos. Looks like you're next, man. Oh, boy. It's, uh, listen, I, I uh, wanted to tell you uh, before you go, I, uh, I've really enjoyed our time together. Well, Frank, you make it sound as though we won't be talking again. Carlos, did they, did they not tell you what, uh, <laughs> did they not tell you what you're doing here today? Well, yeah, they said I'm um, getting into a, a Pontiac uh, Sunfire. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, well, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sounds good. Listen, Carlos, um. Carlos, uh, when you when you were growing up as a as a young crash test dummy, did you ever sure. have a goldfish that uh, just disappeared at some point? Uh, well, I, or uh, maybe a maybe a puppy that went to a farm upstate. Yeah, I, uh, the the goldfish went to the same farm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I know you're not uh, you're not a religious crash test dummy, and and maybe you haven't given a lot of thought to these things, but um, you know our time here is finite, right? Our time here, yes. I mean, eventually, I'm going to go up, up to that that same farm in upstate, and yeah, yeah, in the Pontiac Sunfire. Yeah, I I know. Um, Carlos, listen, um, listen, man. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, 
I'm gonna cry here. Uh, you don't have to excuse me. Frank, I, I, you're you're making this into a big deal. I'm just getting into a. I'm just getting into that that Sunfire, and and I'm gonna. Uh, they said to to just stomp on the 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 pedal of the thing that you know you yep. you push. Yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, and just gonna, uh, gonna... aim right for that that wall, yep. and I'll be fine. <laughs> we cut behind a double mirror where two lab scientists are standing, watching Carlos and Frank. I must say, Jiminy, I don't think it was the best idea to start using humans as crash test dummies. Well, Johnny, I thought for a moment. Hmm. Well, but they're unemployed. Uh, you know, since we're in the middle of this pandemic, and they signed up. Pretty silly of them. We're not even paying them. <laughs> Foolish. <laughs> well, you know, I gave them uh, some um, delightful coupons. I'm for, sorry, you uh, did... Progressive uh, insurance. You did what? Uh, some coupons. You fool. Jimmy, you fool. You've given Hold on, you're the push- only... Why are you pushing me? Get off of me. No. What's wrong? You have to understand the gravity in which you have fucked up, Jiminy. Okay, but did you know that you fucked up when you ate garlic for lunch? Did you know that? <laughs> hey, my mom cooked that for me. Are you saying my mom's cooking isn't good? No, I quite like it. When we went over that one night, it was really delicious. We cut back to that one night. I'm having the best time, Mom. I have to say thank you for the lasagna roll-ups. Oh. Yes, and, and it's so nice that you brought your special friend with you. I'm sorry, you said special friend as if Jimmy and I were, you know, dating or something. <laughs> That's no, I, oh, I did, I, did I misunderstand? No, you're perfectly correct. We're together. Oh, that's What did you good. just say? Listen, sweetheart, we shouldn't hold back from your mom. She just cooked us this beautiful meal. I'm sorry, Jiminy. What did you just say? You what? have to you... know the level of which you have just <laughs> fucked up. Okay, well, stop pushing me. And you know, you fucked up with that bad red wine you brought over. Hey, my father brewed this red wine. Are you saying he's not a good brewer? We cut back to his father brewing that red wine. I gotta say that, yeah. this is some pretty good wine. <laughs> yeah, so I try to pick out the the grape remnants, but sometimes there's going to be some in there. Hey, you can always benefit from drinking a seed here and there. That's what Grandpa always said. Oh, yeah, so why did you bring your extraordinary friend? <laughs> Daddy said extraordinary like we're married or something. That's funny. <laughs> Jiminy, isn't that weird? We loved yesterday. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jiminy gets a bit strange when they drink a little bit. We, we cut to a father giving his son a Pontianic Sunfire as his 16th birthday gift on the driveway. Oh, dad. Gosh, Dad. Oh, you got it. Dad, you got it for both of us, the twins? Oh, one at a time now, children, one at a time. I think... Uh, dad, we're... We're just so excited. It's a Pontiac Sunfire. Well, you'll notice a mathematical difference here. There's two of you and one of the car. Unfortunately, Pa lost his job at the factory last week, and it could only afford one Pontiac Sunfire. Oh, that doesn't even matter, Dad. I think me and Nico are going to love it. Wait a second. I taught you better than that. You gotta have the Smith family spirit, which is fighting. 
Not complacency in sharing. <laughs> That's strange of you. You guys are supposed to fight over this. I don't know. Nico, you want to go 50-50 on this? Well, Henry, yeah, I guess. I mean, we could go 50-50 or like, you know, dad's idea is not the worst. Like, <laughs> it's like blood sport, man. You know, it's, it, it could be fun. Kids, you're breaking my damn heart. You're supposed to be fighting. What would your mother say if she were here? Well, I'm pretty sure Mom would tell us not to do it, Dad. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Mom would regret that she died in a bar fight. We cut back to the bar fight (laughs) their mother died in. Another round for you, honey? Yeah, you know how much I like those fireballs. Lucy, we hey. we know that you're not actually drunk. It's it's apple cider. The whole time, I you, you specifically told me why 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 do you act drunk? What is it? Hey, this guy right here is uh, putting his hands where he shouldn't be. Oh, Lucy, come on. <laughs> I want to have some fun in my life. I always have to be a mom. You know, this is my time. To okay. All right, fine, I'll put my hand on your shoulder. Okay, oh, look, I'm putting my hand where it's not supposed to be. What? I don't know you. Did you just put something in my drink? No, no, <laughs> Lucy, that that's crossing the line for me. This is my job we're talking about. It, it's kind of on the line. I did not put anything in your drink. It's Everyone, it's apple juice. It, <laughs> Lucy's a, a fun patron. It's apple juice. Okay, I'm sorry. I just all seen all this, you know, law and order, so I was just playing with the, you know the what they do um <clears throat> well, I'll tell everybody you what. okay yeah. all right. no no well you've you've called everybody they're looking at you i think it's a strange time to turn back to me you have to address hey is me. everything all right over here no i think i've seen his picture somewhere like on the tv for wanted or something are you dangerous sir no i'm a i'm a bartender okay i'm, a, I'm my name's my name's gerald ford i not the president i am a i'm a bartender i am Okay, I'm sorry, ma'am, but but if you got more evidence, I will quickly start a bar fight. Well, yes, I do, actually. What are you doing? He just tried to kiss me. Didn't you see that? You blinked, but he tried to kiss me. Dude, I'm six feet away from her. What are you talking about? What the hell, sir? Oh, my God. <laughs> this is this is insane. Can, can can anyone else back me up here? No, oh, right. Kill everybody! <laughs> and we, we see a huge bottle of Jack Daniels heaved across the room and hits the mom directly in the back of the head. Everybody, this is the best day of the... We fast oh. forward to... Henry and Nico Smith making a road trip upstate. Man, I can't wait till we cross the Wyoming border, Nico. Yeah, me neither. Uh, you know, they, they told us that Mom went to this farm upstate, and, and, and uh, I've really been looking forward to visiting her. What do you exactly expect in here, Nico? Well, you know, Dad told us that Mom went to that farm upstate, and, and I thought, isn't that... That's where we're going, right? To, to, to visit Mom. I feel like since we're twins, we're mostly in all the same conversations, and a lot of metaphors have gone just straight over your noggin. <laughs> all of a sudden, cop lights appear behind them, and uh, they begin to be pulled over. Stop the car! Okay, be, co- be cool, Nico. I'm going to roll down the window. Yeah, I'm cool. Hello, Hello officer. Howdy, y'all. How you doing today? Good, just taking our 
Sunfire upstate to Wyoming. Why? Well, sure. Yeah, we're gonna we're, go ahead. We're gonna visit my mom. We're gonna visit my mom. She's at a farm upstate. Oh, it's not the time, Henry. Oh, okay. Well, I'm I'm not inquiring into your personal business. I was just a little worried on account of uh, you were only going 35 miles per hour on the highway. Uh, it's a, it's a new car. We like to drive it. We're, we're pretty safe kids. Our mom died in a dangerous way, so I, we kind of vowed wait, to wait, live wait, a what? safe life. What? Yeah, hold wait, on here. What? I'm sorry. Hold, sir, hold on. Sir, you're going to need to calm down, sir. Sir, you're going to hey, need to no, calm down. Hey, no, I'm not calming down. I'm not calming down. I thought mom was at a farm upstate. That's what I was told just now. Either you guys ever had a goldfish? <laughs> yes, of course. And the officer pulls out uh, a bag that he keeps in his pocket with seven goldfish in it. Uh, I got Jimmy, Smitty, Horcrux, Galadriel, <laughs> Voldemort, and the other two are named Unknowns. <laughs> but these are my best friends. Of course I have goldfish. Okay, they are not going to survive in body temperature water, but... Um... <laughs> Son, I'll do the goldfish taking care of and the policing. <laughs> you do the 35-mile-per-hour driving. But I'm not believing your story. I think I'm going to have to tag along up to this farm. Well, it's a pretty spacious sunfire. It is a pretty spacious sunfire. For a sedan, you can fit, what, ten people in there? If you want to take out the rear compartment, we could probably get an even baker's dozen. Can I request that of you? Are you going to spread out? I sure will. I'd like to lay back. I like laying back on long drives. Okay. Uh, Nico, can you get out the manual so we can figure out how to get this apartment out? It's a new car. Oh, Your brother seems to be crying pretty heavily. Why don't you step out and do it? Okay. Can you talk to my brother? I'm a little overclipped. I don't. I just. I just. I just found out my mom is is not at a farm upstate, and I don't even. I mean, like if she's dead, where where are we even going? Oh, son, Why are son, we even on son, the road? Son, Shay, come here, come here. No, no, we no, cut okay. to the farm upstate where their mother is. <laughs> Sister Lucy. Yes. How are you feeling today? Oh, it is a blessed morning, as every morning is. I've just come back from feeding the goldfish and pe- and petting the dogs. Everything is is just as wonderful as it always is. I think I'm going to go out to the fields and uh, sow some seeds and uh, probably bury some more goldfish that were sent to us. Sister Lucia... Um, I don't think it's it's right that you go outside yet. I know it's been many, many years, but you are still highly concussed from that, that terrible accident. I'm sorry. Where am I? You're, Who are you? It, 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 I'm, I'm Sister Maria. Why am I in these robes? What? Oh, Sister Lucia... Every day it seems like I have to retell your entire story to you. And I'm not going to do it again. That was I I'm I'm done with this. I'm I'm done. Go out. Go out. Just, Barry. just then Nico, Henry, and the cop arrive in the sunfire. Why, wow, that sure was a perfect J-turn. Yeah, it's easy when you put a lot of weight in the back of the car. Whoa, the, the farm. Yeah. This is bigger than I even expected. Wait a second. Are those little goldfish mounds out in the field? Oh, no. No, 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 I can't be here. My children can't see this. This is fucked. 
up. Hey, hey, look over here. All of these headstones have pictures of puppies on them. Hold, is this some sort of pet cemetery? Oh, hello. Welcome, visitors. Hello, hello. Oh, God, I, a nun. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are, you are right to be afraid of me. Um, you are not supposed to be here. This is not a place for the living. I've never heard other voices before. Hello. Wait, you look kind of like strangers. Nico and uh, Nico and Henry here. Nico and Henry, is this your mother? Mom? You, what? You you are at a farm upstate. Oh my gosh! All my memories have been come flooding back. My boys. Wow. Oh, my boys. Holy. Um. My, um. Hold on, Henry. You seem very almost angry. What's that about? Nico. I'm not. I just like I've been lied to a lot, and like I feel like ever since Mom died, Dad's been getting us like a lot of more expensive and more expensive gifts. Like every time I start asking questions about Mom, and the latest one, like obviously, has been this car. And it turns out, like Mom's alive. So like, what the hell, young boy? Um, you're not entirely correct. You see, your mother did die, but this is a very special farm where dogs and goldfish and and mothers are sent when they've died, but somehow they are still walking and talking. We've tried to bury the the, the goldfish and the the puppies as deep as we can, but it just still seems wrong to, to bury the the people that come here. This is puppy heaven, isn't it? I knew it. I knew it ever since I was a boy. Puppies go to heaven and cats go straight to hell. I've always known it. They eat my goldfish. I don't like them. Thank you for... Uh, uh, thank you, sister. This is this is a little bit more like puppy limbo, where all the puppies are undead. So, like, you, you bury the dead puppies and then, like, a few days later, they come out? Yes, they, they do <laughs> eventually they... crawl their way out of the grave, and, and we have to div, dig them fresh graves and rebury them. It's a lot of work here on the farm. So it's like an endless recursion of dying and crawling out of the grave and burying again? Yes, that's right. Well, that makes sense, because I bought all seven of my goldfish from a nun. I'm sorry, I need to... I need to lie down. This is all so much information. I see my boys for the first time, oh. and, and then I this mean, mean, mean nun is yelling at me, and then I've been putting things dead, and I'm dead, and... Oh, oh there goes her memory again. <laughs> yes. We, we cut back. The trip has long since been over, and the boys are arriving at the to their driveway and walk inside to the house to confront their dad. Hey, Pops. Uh, what are you, are you watching Jeopardy? Uh, uh <clears throat> yeah, yes, yes, I am. Right here with Frank. Uh, <clears throat> Frank, <clears throat> you're going to have to leave. Mm-hmm. All right. See you, Frank. Silent treatment. <laughs> That's fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't think it happened like this, but my kids got home sooner than I thought. Okay, fuck hey. you too, buddy. Oh, man. Hey, kids. <laughs> Sorry about that. What's up? Yeah, whatever, Frank. Uh, you're not allowed here anymore. Um, 
Dad, we went to Wyoming. Oh. Do you know where I'm going with this? Oh, I, I certainly do. You saw the g- Great Lakes? <laughs> oh, jeez. Um... <laughs> You and yeah. Henry, you and Nico, I'm sorry, I'm Henry. You and Nico really need, like, uh, more education. Uh, but we we found Mom in uh, kind, of, kind of a puppy mill, but not really where things can't die, but they're in kind of like a, a not good state. And so you're saying like a puppy limbo. That's what he. That's what the nun said. <laughs> oh Anyways, my god, there were nuns. Dad, yeah. Dad, I, I think what he's saying is that there were some things that you left out. No, you know right, when you kids. when you told us when you told us that mom had just gone to a well when you told me apparently you told Henry something else but yeah, when you well. told me that mom had gone to a farm upstate you, you you just you left a few things out is what I'm saying. I certainly didn't. I told you what I knew. That's what I knew. But I think uh, I do have a confession to make. And it's that I bought you both a new yacht. If you look in the backyard, I got a new yacht liner for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is that a Pontiac yacht fire? It's a Pontiac yacht fire. It's a 1975 Dad. Plymouth Pontiac yacht fire. Dad, you can't keep doing this. I, I cannot begin to express to you how deeply you have fucked up. Well, if you. Hand <laughs> <And> scene. <laughs> <laughs> The third fuck-up has come and gone. <laughs> I think we have a title for this episode. <laughs> uh, what, what would be the moral of that story? Don't be a test hmm. dummy. <laughs> Don't be a test dummy. Okay. All right. Make okay. friends with mortality. Make friends mm. with mortality. Oh. is your friend. Uh, don't buy seven goldfish from a nun. <laughs> this is Yeti or Not signing off. Bye! Bye bye! Thank you. This isn't Limbo, you fool. This is hell. Or, or whatever version of eternal damnation that you believe in. We may be nasty down here, but we at least try to be inclusive in the underworld. Hope you enjoyed that info session, because it set the tone for what the rest of your existence will be. A loosely thrown together narrative with half accurate accents and characters. To top it all off, here's a list of credits. The cast consists of Brendan Davis, Eric Holmes, Colette Lindemann, Kurt Lindemann, and Claire Jane. Special shout out to Micah Philbrook, the coach of Yeti or Not. Editing for this episode by Brendan Davis, sound design by Zach Roth, intro theme by bleh, intro theme by Brendan Davis and Christian Collins. Intro and outro read by Kat Glazer. Yeti or Not is an improv Cincinnati production. Yeah, no, I'm good. No, that was all good. Yeah, I'm all Yeti to go. Let's get this thing rocking and rolling. Let's check with the audience. Are you Yeti or Not? Are you Yeti? Are you Yeti or Not now? Are you Yeti? Are you Yeti or Not? Are you Yeti or Not now? Are you Yeti or Not? Are you Yeti or not now? For some comedy freestyle. For some comedy freestyle. Are you Yeti or not? For some comedy freestyle. Are you Yeti or not? Are you Yeti or not now? Are you Yeti or not? Are you Yeti or not now? For some comedy freestyle. For some comedy freestyle.